Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. About three or four years ago, they got me to like taste about 10 different Scotch eggs they brought in from all the different supermarkets. And I think the, the one that was by far the best, I think, came from like the Waitrose deli counter. Yeah. That was kind of nice. But um, the rest were pretty rank. Hi, I'm chef, restaurant owner and music fan Paul Ainsworth and this is Knives, Forks and Tunes, the podcast where we ask the all-important questions, dream dinner party menu, playlist and of course, who's invited. Every episode's cooking tips and party playlists are available in the show's description. My guest this week is actor and comedian Ewan McIntosh. Ewan has starred in British comedy royalty, including Little Britain, Miranda, and of course is best known for the iconic role as Keith Bishop in The Office. He's appeared on The West End in Geek, a new musical, and of course took part in the other great British TV tradition of Celebrity Come Dine With Me. Ewan, welcome to Nice Forks and Tunes, mate. Thanks for having me. Very, very much a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to have you here. Now, dinner parties. You a fan? Um... Not really. Uh, when <laughs> I'm I was laughing a lot younger, because I've, I've done some research. Yeah. And I've seen you in action. Yeah. Or come down with me. When I was sort of a, a, a student, living in a student flat with a couple of other guys, we would sort of, um, we'd put on uh, dinner parties every now and again. And so we'd each take a course and I always ended up uh, doing a banoffee pie for desserts, uh, which was passable. Uh, which is why I tried to do that on Come Dine With Me. But unfortunately, on Come Dine With Me, they don't tell you that there's going to be a 10-minute wait between you sort of um, making it and then serving it up. Yeah. And so all the kind of the, the whipped cream just like just melted <laughs> before I managed to get out of people's plates. So uh, that was my main thing about my banoffee pie was that it looked good, but this one didn't. So yeah, I've never cool. been much of a dinner party. or I'm, I'm a very... Kind of amateur cook, really. Yeah, yeah. But your your guacamole, which you which you threw away, your guacamole was looking good. You in? I'm, like, I'm really? You, yeah, it was. Well, it wasn't like, looking good from my angle. <laughs> <laughs> when you went in with your hands as like human liquidizers, yeah. <laughs> that was like. But the actual avocados and the ingredients you had were were good. I tell you what happened there. I don't want to blame it too much on the production team, but I was stitched up. Because they put me in this house in the middle of nowhere that I'd never been to before. And um, they got all the ingredients on a line that were waiting for me. Yeah. And I got in there, and literally in this kitchen they'd given me, there wasn't a single sharp knife. Like, all the knives were blunt. Could see that with them tomatoes yeah. you were trying to cut. So even the onions and everything, yeah. it was like, I couldn't... And there's nothing I could do because we were in the middle of nowhere, so I couldn't get a replacement. So, A, that's when they stitched me up. B... I'd never made guacamole before, and they, they suggested I give it a go. And so I was working off about two YouTube videos I'd seen the night before in the hotel <laughs> and then tried to replicate it, and that didn't work. Um, I mean, I didn't even like guacamole, so 
No. I don't think it was a big miss. I don't think I don't think anyone was sat there going, "Oh, where's the guacamole?" No, no, not at all. Now, so so dinner parties, you're not something you do often. Are you more prefer being the guest rather than the host? Yeah, I'm more of what we'd probably call a, a delivery kind of guy. Nice. <laughs> I believe other uh, apps are available. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I can turn on an oven. Yeah. You know, I can yeah. kind of, I can uh, get a stir-fry ready-made kit and make that. Yeah, yeah. A bit of soy sauce, but beyond that, I'm in Strugglesville. Really. Right, well, I'm here to help. I'm Good here stuff, to help. yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm here to help. Hopefully I can give you some tips. Right, before we uh, before we proceed, I'm going to ask you a few little quick-fire questions. Okay. Ewan, you ready? Yeah. Lager or bitter? Lager. Ketchup or HP? Ketchup. Burger Burger King or McDonald's? Um, you can go neither and choose another one. Okay, five guys. Five guys. Nice. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Right. This dinner party, where are we going to throw it? Any location, anywhere you want in the world. Um, let's go to Vegas, baby. <laughs> You've got some good Vegas stories as well. Yeah. We'll I've get on to those. A few times, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alive, dead, or fictional, or real, fantasy, right? Let's yeah. go through your guests. Who is sat around the table with us in Vegas? Okay, because well, I uh, haven't had long to plan this, I decided to sort of go themed. Yeah. Rather than do the whole kind of, you know, Shakespeare, uh, Marie Curie, Einstein route, I've decided to go. I was. Uh, uh, I think me, we've had all three of those as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I decided to go for a bunch of people who re- who had a massive influence on me when I was kind of really getting into comedy in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, can see that. Uh, who were Gary Shandling, yeah, Jerry Seinfeld, Norm Macdonald, and David Letterman. Right. Let's start with Gary. Why? Why Gary? What influence did he have on you? Uh, in the nineties, I remember BBC Two used to do this uh, thing where they'd do a double bill every week of Seinfeld and Larry Sanders' show. Uh, which I don't think I'd have, we couldn't have, you know, this was way before YouTube and the internet and all this sort of stuff. And they, and I remember what I used to avidly watch them. They were just, it blew my mind really. So the Larry Sanders show was sort of this documentary, sort of as a mixture of behind the scenes at this chat show, this sort of Letterman style chat show. And then occasionally you'd see the actual product that they were putting out. And it was so kind of funny and it had all these sort of Hollywood stars playing themselves and sending themselves up, you know, making themselves look kind of vain and so on. And it was just like, um, there wasn't a, there sort of wasn't an equivalent in the UK. And it was just sort of such an incredibly well done show. And very dark, but also very funny. Yeah. And um, it just sort of opened my eyes, I guess, to, what, to kind of what comedy could be like. So yeah. it was a big, big influence on me. And Jerry Seinfeld? Yeah, the other one they'd show was Seinfeld, and occasionally they'd overlap. So occasionally Jerry Seinfeld would appear playing himself on the Larry Sanders show. Like, if Larry was away, he'd come in and guest host the show. And so there was this sort of weird crossover as well, but I think Seinfeld is kind of the greatest sitcom yeah. of all time. It's so tight, it's so amazingly done. They can In this sort of 22 minutes episodes, they can get in about three or four plots all intertwined and all resolving themselves within the time. It's so brilliantly written and the characters were so kind of 
it wasn't like British comedy where you sort of had to like the, the characters were kind of not very likable, but at the same way you were sort of rooting for them because they were so believable. Yeah. Uh, and again, yeah, it was just sort of a new style of comedy that I hadn't really seen before. Again, yeah, just really properly influenced me. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, and as well, you know, like when, like for me, still do, you know, if I go, go out to a restaurant or when I get back or like any influence can come from anywhere inspired. Yeah. When you were when you were like you say these people were really um, influencing you becoming a comedian, do you kind of have like a book? Do you write things down, material? How do you how do you kind of absorb all of that? Um, I think now I used to do a lot of writing, and so I used to do that. I don't do as much now, basically because I'm lazy and old. Uh, but uh, <laughs> back when I was kind of you know a young go getter, yeah, I would have notebooks and I'd write things down. Yeah. Take notes about all sorts of things, yeah. And Norm Macdonald. Yeah, this has been on it's been on a lot of people's minds because he died recently of cancer yeah. and nobody sort of even knew, even his close friends didn't know about it, didn't even know he was ill. And so there's been a lot of people going and, and like posting highlights and clips online of Norman. He was just sort of a one off really. His style, his kind of attitude, the whole way he got fired from Saturday Night Live because he wouldn't stop doing anti OJ simpson material and one of the producers was sort of a friend of oj simpson and they kept telling him to tone it down he did do this thing called the weekend updates and he, he just wouldn't listen so he wouldn't he wouldn't be kind of put in his place to the point where he ended up getting fired from the show but he used to do lots of fun he used to do an amazing this is the saturday night live you saw the celebrity jeopardy section uh with will ferrell uh, as the host I and mean, he'd do this burt reynolds impression and it was absolutely fantastic. I still kind of watch these clips of him now, doing his Burt Reynolds on uh, on Jeopardy, which are absolutely hilarious. And the other one to look up is his moth joke that he did on Conan O'Brien, which no one else could have done it. No one else could have told it the way he did. It was, like, fantastic. Amazing. And lastly, David Letterman. Well, Letterman, the genius, the man who kind of almost created a new genre. I think talk shows now are still influenced by what Letterman did. You know, his whole kind of list sections and the way he kind of got the band interacting with people. Um, and he saw it all, you know, over the over a massive career, 20 years or so. He had every guest. I mean, the stories he'd be able to tell you, I think, of all the different guests yeah. he had on. And he was also... It was the one time... the Only the one time you've seen Norm MacDonald take something seriously was Letterman's last show because Norm and Letterman got on so well that when it was Letterman's final show, Norm MacDonald came on and he was actually, for once, kind of, you could see him tearing up and getting emotional uh, because it was Letterman's last show. And I just think he was... Uh, I think he's a great guy, David Letterman. And whenever you see him interviewed himself, he seems such a genuine kind of guy who's had kind of the best and the worst of Hollywood pass through his show. Yeah. And yet somehow has remained sort of humble and genuine. And, and again, like I say myself, so many amazing stories he'd be able to tell at dinner. Yeah of the, uh, the people he's had on his show over the years. And do you think these four would, uh, would all gel? That's oh, the 100%. Inter- yeah. 100%. Because <laughs> you've seen them all gelling together at various things. So yeah. see, there's episodes of uh, Jerry Seinfeld on the Gary Shandling show, and there's some brilliant clips of Norm MacDonald on Jerry Seinfeld's comedians in cars getting coffee. And obviously Letterman will have had them all on his show at some point. So yeah, they, they would. That's the that's the reason I chose them. It's because not only were, are they great individually, but I think they would have some. Uh, they would kind of remind each other 
of some great stories over yeah. the years as well. Right, let's get into the the business end, Ewan, where I'm going to ask you what you've chosen for your guests to have to eat. So we, we'll just have a we'll go for a recap. We've got Gary Shandling, Jerry Seinfeld, Norm Macdonald, David Letterman, and we're in Vegas. Yeah, man. Loving it. What are we have in for a starter? Well, hopefully none of them are. I don't think any of them are vegan or vegetarian. But, uh, so, starter is. Uh, I've been to Vegas a few times. Yeah. And one of the first times I went, I think the first time I went, we went to this sort of uh, surf and turf type place, and had the seafood platter, and it just it was it absolutely blew my mind. It was on about four different levels, literally platters. Yeah. And all the flow, I don't know how they manage it. Amazing seafood in the middle of the desert, but they do it somehow. <laughs> it's, uh, just looked amazing, you know. It had all like the the the, the crab and the yeah. lobster tails and the prawn and the shrimp and everything. Giant shrimp with a kind of you know garlic mayo dip, and uh, I remember thinking, "This is this is the life." Yeah, this is the life. I sat in Vegas on the first day, having this incredible, and I was like, I "Need to remember this one." Yeah. Do you know what? Like, I know exactly what you mean with a seafood platter. When you have one that is on that sort of free, free four-tier platter, like afternoon tea, but yeah. full of seafood. Exactly, yeah. It is absolutely amazing. So so on there then we've got oysters. Yeah. Yeah. Crab. I suppose yeah. in America would be like the kind of, uh, the sort of Canadian king crab. Yeah, yeah. Big lobster. Yeah. What else do you fancy on there? Shrimp. Yeah. Definitely. And do you like it? Do you like it all cold, Ewan, or would you like some this of it? Was hot? This was I, all I, cold. I, I think that works. Yeah. I don't think you want to mix. I think it's got to be one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, it works better cold. I think. Yeah. That sort of a, that sort of a starter. You mentioned as well, kind of garlic mayonnaise or aioli. Yeah. I it's, yeah. Oh, it's it's beautiful. Like cold seafood like that, cooked really really nicely with a with a nice kind of garlic mayonnaise. Is that? I mean, from is is that something that's different? Is that Chefs see that as quite an easy thing to do because it's obviously not a no. lot of... No, no. I mean, quite often the things that look as simple as that are the ones that are, like, the hardest. You know, oh, the execution yeah. Yeah. comes in making sure that, the you know, the crab is steamed and cooked properly, yeah. um, that the lobster is nice and tender. Um, also, as well, some some of those things benefit from ser- being served at more sort of room temperature, some chilled. Yeah. Uh, you know, making sure that just everything is... And something like that, super, super fresh. And as you say, in the middle of the desert, yeah. it's quite it's quite an achievement. But uh, And just having it with that mayonnaise uh, and, and just some lemon wedges. A bit of lemon wedges, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely. the best. Yeah. It's the best, absolutely. No, I, I think that's an absolutely cracking starter. What are we having to drink with your seafood platter? Well, um, even even back in my old sort of booze hound days, which I'm, I'm sort of out of now, I've never been a massive uh, one to kind of pair food and alcohol. Yeah. So I've just got I've just said Pinot Grigio just because it's kind of light and inoffensive. Yeah. And won't kind of get in the way of the taste of the seafood. Nah, a nice match with the seafood. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Light, slightly chilled. Yeah. And I think as well with your location. Ewan as well like it's it's i'd like to be eating this in the hot desert yeah yeah absolutely it's yeah, good yeah. stuff now this is also about music yeah so it's food and music 
you've chosen a brilliant tune. What are we opening up the playlist with? Well, we're opening up the playlist with uh, Shadow by Chromatics. Yeah. Which, um, I'll be honest, I don't know. I'm, I've become sort of, a, over the last 10 years or so, more of a song person than an album person. So I'm constantly adding to my like Spotify playlist if I find a new song that I like. And so I'm always listening to this playlist and like things are standing out. And this was a song that was, um, the band actually performed it at the end of the most recent series of Twin Peaks. At the end of each episode of Twin Peaks, the latest one, they'd have a band performing a song in the Roadhouse, which was kind of the shady nightclub in in uh, Twin Peaks. And uh, he wanted, obviously, a similar theme. And he used to always be, in the old series, it would always be Julie Cruz singing in this club. And uh, this came in, and it was almost a Julie, had a Julie Cruz, uh, Badalamenti feel to it. But it was this song, and uh, it just blew me away when I when I saw it first on Twin Peaks. Yeah, and immediately went on you know, top of my playlist. And there's something about it; it just fits that Twin Peaks vibe. Yeah, the sort of haunting unknowingness of it, and it's sort of the, the dreamy quality to like the music and the lyrics. And uh, yeah, I was obsessed with the song for almost a year, I think. Yeah, so I listened just constantly listening to it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And I think it works in Vegas as well, because Vegas at night occasionally has that sort of quality to it. Yeah. If you find somewhere a bit quieter, it has that sort of dreamscape feel to it. Yeah, yeah. Now, before we move on to the main courses, I've got, you know, I've asked you, you know, scotch eggs. Yeah. I love a scotch egg. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you actually like scotch eggs in real life, Ewan? <laughs> it's weird, this one, because I get asked this so much that I've almost forgotten whether I do or not. Uh, I'd say over the years, I've given every possible answer. So I've said yes, I've said no. I've said uh, I've never even eaten one. I think someone believed that one once. Um, and uh, occasionally I get have to eat them because of, of a if I'm getting paid, you know. I'll eat yeah. one if I'm getting paid to eat it. <laughs> For like a, a, a video message or something or at a, at a corporate event. And I was thinking, the other, obviously, the, obviously ones in pubs that are properly made that are hot are, are normally quite nice. Yeah. The supermarket ones, less so. Yeah. But I was thinking the other day, I saw, weirdly, I was, uh, I had to, had to eat one a couple of months ago for something. And I thought, do you know what? I sort of, I like the egg. And I, I quite like the pork meat as well. But I don't like them together. Even if it's like 
like you said, in a pub where it's properly oh, that's homemade. different. Yeah, I mean, you the like supermarket yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, the supermarket yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah, where the egg leaves the sausage meat and he's got that dark ring yeah. on the yolk. You you can open it up and pull off pull out a little kind of egg egg. Yeah, they're like they're like they're like Kinder eggs, aren't they? With like the yeah. egg becomes a toy. It looks like an egg, <laughs> yeah. and it is. You can see it as an egg. But it doesn't taste like no. an egg. No, no, it doesn't. no, no, not at it all. Doesn't. Yeah, I did some some sort of uh, one of these sort of magazines, lifestyle magazines. Had an online bit of about three or four years ago. They got me to like paid me obviously to to taste about 10 different scotch eggs they brought in from all the different supermarkets and i think the the one that was by far the best i think came from like the waitrose deli counter yeah that was kind of nice but um the rest were pretty rank pretty yeah pretty terrible now you're a big liverpool fan aren't you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and like i know like the players the fans you 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 go down pretty well when you're at anfield is it true that they actually chant Scotch egg is a red? Oh yeah, in a pub, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not at the not at the game, but maybe. Uh, How good was that Salah goal at the weekend? It was a great goal, you know, yeah. great goal. Um, unusual for him to to not win him with his right foot, but he's done. He did a similar one against Spurs, actually, from an even tighter angle. I think last year or the year before. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a cracker. I'll tell you my other Vegas story that I mentioned before. Though. Yes, yeah. <laughs> this is a great this story. Is, this is my uh, friend, Ananda, who uh, he he's taken me various places. He's, he's quite flush. And uh, I went to Vegas with him and... Uh, upgraded to the suite. He, he upgraded us to the suite <laughs> straight away. First move was a brilliant move. Uh, and then he said uh, he's, he's a real gamer, loves a video game obsessive, especially the sort of the shoot-em-ups. And he went, we have this brochure in our room of, like, things to do in Nevada. And uh, he'd seen there was, like, a firing range, about a 20-minute drive out of town. And he went, oh, we've got to go. We've got to go to the firing range. Come on, we've got to go. And I went, I really don't fancy it. And he went, yeah, come on, we'll go. So we got a, sort of a yellow taxi, 20 minutes out of town. And it was, like, basically a gun shop um, with a firing range out back, just full of Nevada rednecks. And it was like the scariest place I've ever been. The smell of gun oil and rednecks. And there was a firing range out back and we went out and you could picture a target. This was like, it was like you could pick a target. It was like a picture of Osama bin Laden or Saddam Hussein. And they'd put it up and you'd fire at it. And I hate guns. And I took one, I think I had one go on a handgun, one shot, and that was enough for me. Um, but Ananda was there just for about 20 minutes, just firing these semi-automatics uh, targets. I was like, absolutely nuts. And we finished and we sort of wandered out and we were like, just in the middle of a Nevada street, like nothing around, really. Hardly anything around, just like a normal street. We're like, how are we going to get back into Vegas? Because <laughs> we haven't thought about getting back. And we were wandering around for a bit and we saw this sort of restaurant uh, and it went, spend over $15 and we'll give you a free limo trip back into town <laughs> so we went into this restaurant is this offer right true and I said yeah so we literally sat down and had like a couple of plates of calamari and then got taken back to the strip in this like open top limo I was like it's just like being sort of on a mafia day <laughs> like shooting guns eating calamari and driving around in a limo it's like 
Well, I guess this is kind of what it's all about. Welcome to Vegas. Welcome to Vegas, baby. <laughs> Here we are. So for the main course. Yes. Steak time. If you're going out, I mean, for me. Yeah. If you're going out to a restaurant. It's steak. It's steak. Yeah. I think. Or, at the, or maybe a mixed grill. <laughs> you absolute legend! It's got to be mixed hasn't it? grill. We've got a pub back in back in Cornwall, and like I'm, that's that's one of the dishes we've been open two years, and that's one of the dishes I'm working on. We're doing a brilliant ploughman's, yeah. But I want to get a mixed grill on there. But for me, for me, the, the greatest, get it the greatest right. thing is when you get into a restaurant, and you look at the menu, and there's uh, and there's on the dishes you see mixed grill, and then you look down a bit further, and it says large mixed grill. <laughs> and, then, and then, yeah. then it says £1.50 for a supplement fried egg yes <laughs> plus one pound extra onion rings <laughs> but okay, I'll, I'll get the mixed grill but can you take away the tomato and add some extra onion rings yes yeah. <laughs> and, the, and, and the, the sausage and the loose peas yes <laughs> that you can't get onto your fork I anyway I don't want anything red or green on this brown plate please <laughs> not interested in that Right, do you know what? Let's put both in now. I know you've not put it down, but let's put the mixed grill in. That's definitely got to stay. Because yeah, that's a yeah. good one. You could just put a big platter in the middle of the table. Absolutely. Um, so I remember being a student in Edinburgh. Yeah. And um, on my way from like the, from uh, halls of residence to uh, where the lectures were, I had to walk past a steakhouse called, I think it was called Buffalo Grill. Not sure if it's still there. And I remember just walking past. When we, when we were a student... It's like the most you spent on a meal was like a kebab. Yeah. You know, especially being a student in Edinburgh, there's so many deals you could get, like for a kebab for a pound or something like that. I remember walking past and seeing these people eating their steaks and thinking, oh, that'd be amazing. So, you know, because all my money went back then went on booze or kebabs. And walking past and going, oh, that'd be amazing to have a steak in there, but it will never happen. And then one day it was during the festival. And we were doing a play, and the producer said, "Okay, look, I can't pay anyone for what we've come." It's classic sort of profit share back in the day, which when no one got paid anything. And at the end of the run, he went, "Look, I can't pay anyone because we haven't made enough money, but I have got enough money. We can all go out to dinner." And so he took us to this this like steak restaurant, and it was like, "Yes, finally, finally!" And I remember having the steak and I had with teriyaki sauce. Yeah, and it was just. It lived up to all the expectations of all those months walking past the, the steakhouse. And I think, yeah, you can't beat it. You yeah. can't beat a good steak. And for some reason, it, yeah, I don't know why it had became a teriyaki sauce, but I do remember that and it being great. Yeah. The sauce was a bit on the side. Yeah. Well, teriyaki sauce is honey, soya sauce, mm. mirin or sake, mirin if you eat like uh, non-alcoholic, and um, ginger. Yeah. It's, it's, you quite like those sort of Far East flavours. Yeah. Yeah. And you've gone for a porterhouse. Is that just because of how it looks, or do you actually like like the porterhouse in terms of a bit of fillet, bit of sirloin? Just because I think it's the most expensive one. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it, yeah. As exact, do you know what my, like, my mate Vince, he's like a guy I grew up with, and he's exactly like that. Like, it's just... T- to him, T-bone. You don't really know, but it's just T-bone because that's like the most expensive. Yeah, if someone else is paying, then why wouldn't I have yeah. the most expensive one? That's kind of my my outlook. 
Yeah, you'd love the tomahawk as well. Oh, yeah. Use it yeah, with yeah. the massive, massive bone on it. And what was the one? This guy who's now... Everyone's talking about this guy. Um, Salt Bay. Sa- Salt Bay, yeah. And people are like, there's so much controversy about him. Like, people are going, his, his food's rubbish. It's just his name. Yeah. And he's seeing people like publish, like putting online bills, the bill they received from his restaurant. Yeah. Which is insane. Like, hundreds of pounds for just the steak. Yeah, it's just, it's just opened in just opened in London. Yeah. Now, so they do one that's completely wrapped in gold leaf, uh, six hundred and eighty quid. Have you ever been to his any no. of his gaffs? No, no, wouldn't wouldn't. Um, I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's you know those kind of things work, don't they? In sort of yeah. places like that. But no, it wouldn't be somewhere rare. There's too many amazing places in London I'd go before there. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, definitely. McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> right. So port porterhouse steak. How 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 do you want that cooks? You in? Uh, I would I would go medium. Medium, yeah. yeah. We've got the teriyaki sauce, so we've got yeah. that kind of nice sort of sweet, savoury vibe going on in the sauce. Any any garnishes? Chips? You know what? I might mix up a mash, I think. Yeah? Like a nice a, a nice mash, not, you know, with a bit of uh, nicely made mash, not just your bog standard potatoes, but yeah. with a bit of uh, cream in it and some herbs maybe. And, yeah. Something like that, yeah. I'd definitely, I'd definitely be up for that. Yeah, so some chips and some mashed potatoes. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Well, I'd, I'd happily, you know, forego the chips. Yeah, onion have rings. a bit of mash. I wouldn't, yeah, I'd like an onion ring or yeah. two, yeah. Mushrooms, garlic yeah, mushrooms. Yeah, I love mushrooms. Garlic mushrooms, definitely. Yeah, this is shaping up to be nice. What are we drinking? Well, like I said before, <laughs> I've for me, I don't, I've never been a sort of a putting booze and food together. Yeah. And if I'm going to a restaurant, um, even you know, back when I was more when I was boozing and stuff, I would love a, like just a pint of Diet Coke with ice, just to keep you refreshed, just to see you through the 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 the, the, the meat and the eating. So maybe that, and maybe a glass of water as well. So I'm not really. I think it, I think it gets in the way. It's too overpowering the taste of booze to cook next to food. Honestly, mate, we've uh, we've had Nick Helm. Nick Helm just put Pepsi Max Cherry. There you go. With all of the courses, yeah. <laughs> Start a main dessert. So there's, it's your dinner party. Yeah. You do what you want. So we're gonna have an, a pint of ice cold diet coke and yeah. water. Yeah. And song on the playlist. Yeah, this is the, the one time in my life where I've heard a song on the radio. Yeah. And uh, you don't even people wouldn't know about this anymore. And they haven't said what it's called. And I've gone, what was that? What was that song? What was it? What was it? And I actually emailed the radio station to ask them what the song was. And the guy doing it, Johnny Walker, he actually emailed me back personally to tell me the the, the note because he liked it as well. Uh, it's the only sort of country album I've ever liked, and it was by Lucinda Williams. And the song was Righteously. And it's one of those, it's just such a weirdly, just such a brilliant song. Yeah. It's sort of country, but it's sort of rocky as well. And her voice on it is just sort of so lived in, you know, so throaty and husky and like amazing. And uh, yeah, I was, I was in Edinburgh, living in Edinburgh at the time. And I got all my flatmates into it too. And I ended up like, someone always had the CD that wasn't me. So I kept lending it out and I never, <laughs> I was just... I could never get it because people were always wanting to borrow it, you know, back yeah. in the, the heady days of the CD. <laughs> <laughs> so it was sort of early 2000s. And uh, one of those mad songs, where as soon as I heard it, 
it just clicked. And the, album, the whole album's fantastic. Yeah. World yeah. Without Tears is such a great album. And yeah, weirdly, I'm not a country fan at all and don't normally like it, but just this one time something happened and yeah. uh, loved just it. spoke to me. I just loved it, yeah. You in watching you on uh, Come Dine With Me, you made everyone dress up in Mexican. Or did I? Or di- Yes, or did you? Yes, that's right. <laughs> or was I told to do that by the producers? <laughs> Yeah, who seem to have left you with, or scarred you with your experience of come time with me. <laughs> you want to decorate the flat and make it look Mexican, go ahead. <laughs> I ain't lifting a finger. <laughs> you want to make me wear this sombrero? Yeah. Whatever. You want to walk around this weirdly <laughs> odd Yorkshire town where no one's here with a massive sombrero. <laughs> Get people honking their horn at me, acting like I'm some kind of absolute mentalist. <laughs> Well, you know, I guess you're paying, so why not? Let's do it. Here we go. In for a penny, in for a pound. And while I'm here, would you like me to eat a scotch egg? Because yeah. you could add that to the invoice. Why not, you know? So the guests can just turn up as they want then. You're not a, a dress code man. No, yeah, yeah, not yeah. at all. Not yeah. at all, yeah. yeah. No. I, hate, I hate dress I hate Me too. Stuffy. I mean, if you're, a, if you're like eating at a dinner party, you want to be kind of... Comfy. Comfy. Yeah. You don't want to be all trussed up yeah. in some sort of horrible thing that's choking you while you're trying to enjoy a nice bit of steak. Or some kind of Clint Eastwood Mexican throw Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least you could, at least, you know, we could just do it. At least if it was just a blanket. It was a blanket, let's be honest. Right, we're going to move on to dessert, Ewan. Uh, what are we going for, mate? Now, you see, for me... Uh, when I the, the, talk about not liking dinner parties, there was one exception where I used to get together with a group of friends for New Year's, and uh, we'd go. They had a, he had a farm in, uh, in in Norfolk, and we'd all go there and like make a real night of it, and we'd push the boat out and have sort of a big twelve course meal or something. But it would last, you know, it would last like four hours. Yeah. You know, every, between each course, people would be going out and having a cigarette. Or I, it, was New, it was New Year's Eve, so I'd probably have a cigar on the go back then. And they'd have, like, a nice little comfy, like, uh, shed outside that had, like, seating in and music playing. And so it was a real sort of event meal. And uh, I think a sign of a good dinner party is where you get to the final course and, you know, you want to just keep eating. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want a pudding. I want to keep eating nice food. Uh, so I think a good cheese board is a sign of a civilised meal. Not Don't care for sweet? Are you definitely more savoury? I, I occasionally like sweet, but I think, especially as I've got older, yeah. I prefer savoury. I have uh, made a concession to the sweet tooth with the drink. Yeah. So I think that's fair enough. But it's a shame not to enjoy it. A nice cheese board at the end of a meal. Absolutely love cheese. Listen, we've got to go deeper into the cheese. What is on the cheese board? Well, you know, I'm I'm open to anything, really. I'm happy to try, you know, a bit of cambazola maybe. Yeah. Bit of very strong cheddar. Yeah. Bit of Stilton. Yeah. Something like that. Bit of uh, camembert. Yeah. You know, the, the classics, really, I think. Yeah. And couple of grapes i was just <laughs> just kidding. we're going we're going we, we haven't we're going, much we're going all yet, out have we, we are, let's be honest <laughs> we haven't had no in fact it's we, our first bit of fruit or veg 
yeah, the whole we, meal. We've had a mushroom. <laughs> oh yeah, we had a we had a heavy garlic garlic mushroom. Yeah, that, that was laved in garlic butter. And we um, had a, an onion. And we had an onion, slightly deep fried in batter. In batter. Yeah. So um, so we were just going to leave the grapes au naturel. Yeah, I mean, if if you're in an Edinburgh chip shop, they'd probably deep fry them for you. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll just leave them as they are. Any chutneys? <clears throat> oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely some onion chutney. Yeah. Bit of a chef's homemade, you know, whatever whatever's on offer. I'm whatever happy to give it a go. And crackers and bread? Uh, crack. Yeah, I think crackers are better. Just crackers. Yeah, yeah. a bit of uh, whatever, the bath, water house, whatever they're called. <laughs> Cars. Cars. Cars, Waterhouse. Cars, Water Cars, Biscuits. Jacobs, Square, Square Jacobs ones, all of their mixed boxes. What uh, I don't like is when they put out, start putting out digestives. Yeah. Um, I don't like that. Me neither. I don't like the sweetness. That, I don't think it goes, but I don't think it complements it. No, no, completely agree. I mean, look, you've, yeah, you've chosen, chosen nice cheeses there. I mean, like, yeah, a really, really good cheddar. Yeah. You've got some blue on there, like lovely camembert. Um, but also as well, you'll be, you know, we 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 don't even need France or Italy these days in the cheese world. Like cheese in this country is phenomenal. Yeah. Like oh yeah, absolutely. And then of course you had like Stilton on there, brilliant cheese, locally sourced. Yeah. Yeah. Now drinking this. This is I can see where you're going here. You know the night's young. Yeah. So we're probably heading out to a fashionable nightclub. Yeah. After dinner, I'd yeah. imagine. Uh, One that. We'll probably bring you home in an open-top limo, depending yeah. on what you spend. One of those strange uh, <laughs> Vegas ones with the ladies dancing on the bar. Yeah. Uh, One of you might end up getting married. Yeah. <laughs> end up meeting Elvis. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a nice, you know, espresso martini uh, to... Uh, yeah, take you out of uh, dinner into the next phase. <laughs> yeah, the next phase of, uh, yeah, of... Basically, a friend of mine said, uh, basically, espresso martini is sort of a posh vodka Red Bull. Yeah, I like espresso martinis. Yeah. I do, I do. And I think where you've gone for a cheese board, I think you're giving your guests, you're like, I think at this stage, you're dying to get into Vegas now. So I think yeah. you've given them a bit of dessert, you've given them coffee, <laughs> a bit of sweetness, and you're like, right, we're all into the, uh, we're into the limo and into town. You know, I should have done this menu on Come Dine With Me. I don't know what yeah. I'm thinking. This would have gone down a lot better. <laughs> I would, and I would have helped you, but I would have helped you behind yeah. the scenes. Exactly, God, such a missed opportunity. <laughs> in fact, considering when you were opening the nachos and you went with two flavours, if you watch this episode for the people that are listening to this, uh, you went nachos with guacamole, but he chose two types of nachos for extra flavour. <laughs> and I put some cheese on them and put them under the grill. <laughs> Oh, come on. That's cooking, isn't it? That's technically that's it cooking. It really is. It really is. But it, yeah. It didn't burn them. All that hassle with the Bonoffi pie. You, yeah, just good cheese board. Yeah, but that. And you could have made a chutney. Oh, I wish I could have made a chutney. <laughs> what I would give. What's on the playlist? So I've got a. I get the playlist a bit themed. I've gone down the sort of the American female voice route. Uh, so I've got Your Ghost. By Kirsten Hirsch from Throwing, Throwing Muses. One of my sort of obsessions when I was a student around those days was, uh, was a massive REM fan. Yeah. Uh, saw them live a few times and uh, very much a fan of uh, Stipe, Michael Stipe and all this sort of stuff. And 
that got me into other things as well. And he's sort of a guest vocalist on this. I just think it's such a lovely, again, a lovely haunting song, kind of quite low-key. So for desserts, it's quite chilled. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of relaxing way to uh, enjoy your cheese board yeah yeah your your playlist does have that lovely theme of just kind of real relaxing yeah chilled vibe absolutely like, yeah. great tunes now we're getting to the last question so in in my industry we have like michelin stars so michelin stars is like something you know all all chefs restaurateurs hoteliers you know it's an absolute dream to win a michelin star if you had to award a Michelin star to a musician, artist, who would that be, Ewan? Well, I've chosen Lou Reed. I think he, he would have got one if they were giving him out, probably. Uh, yeah. He's such an uh, influence on music and pop culture and what he did with the Velvet Underground and then his solo career as well, which was uh, obviously a lot of, showed a lot of longevity and... Yeah, I mean, again, I was, uh, as a teenager, from about from 1990 when New York came out and this sort of blew me away, really. And then I became a bit of a collector. So this is, you know, this is back in the vinyl days. I remember getting going to record shops and buying all of his records on, on vinyl. So I went back with the Blue Mask and Transformer and Berlin. Berlin was like, was my favourite, well, it's one of my favourite albums of all time. And I was lucky enough... A couple of years before he died, he, he played Berlin in his entirety. And I, I got I managed to see him at the uh, Hammersmith Apollo, playing the whole of Berlin from start to finish with a proper choir as well. And sort of his band it was absolutely amazing. So he's always, yeah, he's always got a, got a place in my heart. Uncle Lou, yeah. as we used to call him. Yeah, yeah. Ewan, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, Thank you. Ben obviously, great. I'm a big uh, like 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 everyone. Love the office. Obviously, knowing that you were coming on and just being able to watch it again, and that it's something you said about the guests you chose before we kind of like started recording this is exactly what I think about you. You're just funny. Um, Thank you and, very much. Uh, yeah, just watching you um, in you and Ricky, Ricky giving you your appraisal unbelievable just just youtube that everyone and watch that again absolutely hilarious hope you've enjoyed it mate and uh pleasure it's been great thank you really for enjoyed on. it thanks for having me pleasure What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.